Welcome back. I am Heather Carroll. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. We're broadcasting today from the Pastoral Center here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. If you've missed any of our wonderful interviews, discussions, go to realpresenceradio.com. Our podcast will be up later today, or you can check us out on our free app. I always want to say Facebook app, like, wait, which is free. so wrong. <laughs> no, Not right. No. Incorrect. No. Our free app. The Real Presence Radio app. <laughs> app. Whether you've got an Android or iPhone, you can get the app. You can. So, our last interview of today, which I'm shocked because this has been such a good show, and it has flown by, Father Scott Trainer. thank you for joining us. Great to be with you all. Thanks for having me. Did you have a great weekend? We did. We had the local gathering for our seat conference. Yes. So we had like 200 students from our campuses and another 70 folks from our parishes gathered together to take in both the national speakers from the Seek 21 conference and then kind of intermixed with local speakers. It was a great weekend. It looked like it. Well, and Dr. Bergwald, I was going to throw you under the bus here. Because <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm stealing myself. <laughs> Holding on. Yes. We went to Mass after our retreat yeah. day, and it was an amazing retreat day. And the, the cathedral was just packed at the 4 o'clock. And the bishop... Yes, acknowledged the Sikh folks. He didn't acknowledge us. No, he didn't. No, no acknowledgement no, didn't. out of us at all. So it, it's I an needed to have a for special you recognition. To grow in humility, <laughs> the fact that he didn't mention equip, you'll, 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 I'll survive. You'll survive. All right, fine. So, Father, before we get into our topic today, would you mind introducing yourself a little bit to our listeners? Sure. My name is Father Scott Trainer. I'm a priest of the Diocese of Sioux Falls. I was ordained in the Jubilee year of 2000. And I'm serving right now as the vicar for lay and clergy formation for the diocese. And who is your favorite employee, Father? Oh boy. Besides Chris Bergwald? Yes, besides. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was like, I was really taking a risk. Oh, there I was prepared. Please. Can I well, I can now? tell you who my worst employee is. Who gives you the most You're headache? You're projecting. <laughs> the way you would approach that opportunity. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Father's seen that more than once. Father's seen that more than once. I think we need to have a bigger discussion. Right. No. I think that's enough about. Oh, is this morning an intervention? About- <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Finally. You're in a safe place. You're surrounded by friends. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, so, Father, we're coming up. Uh, we've been talking a lot about this morning about um, Ash Wednesday is a week away from tomorrow. Amazing. Are you ready? I'm ready. You ready? I love Lent. <laughs> Are you ready for the new prayer? We talked about the new prayer, the twist in prayer. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. You've been a, you've been a priest for, as you said, twenty twenty years. It'll be almost twenty. This yeah, twenty years, and, and now another little tweak is going to get thrown your way. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm really grappling with um, my interior experience of the doxology that yeah. uh, people are aware of. So it's you know in a. Uh, how does it normally go? Through our Lord Jesus Christ, so your Son, who lives and reigns with you, and the duty of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. So that's a prayer that's been addressed to the Father, and then we pray through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, right? Because yeah, we're praying to yeah. the Father in the unity of the Holy Spirit. And I always love, have always loved, uh, that profession that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I'm declaring you are one God. Right, and it's, right. it's like a moment of the mystery. Yeah, yeah. So I understand in the Latin that there's not unum deus or yes. whatever. Yep. Uh, it's just Deus, and that the Deus refers to Christ, yep. and He is God, yep. and yep. that's an important yep. affirmation too. Right, uh, but I a think, different one. It's a different kind of affirmation. Right. So I guess it's just giving me an invitation to a different 
uh, a meditation of a different facet of the Amen. mystery of God. Amen. I can imagine how many times priests are going to just be like one, uh, oh. one God forever and ever. Oh, shoot. It's going to go on for months. <laughs> it's going to go on for months. I still want to shake hands and sign a peace with people. So it's going right. to take a while. Amen. You know, we still have, uh, you know, because of the new translation of the Missal, which is 10 years old. Mandatory. Yep. Um, of course, has um, that was before the addition of St. Joseph in the Eucharistic prayers. Right. So you still have new the 2010 missiles that don't have St. Joseph in there. Yep. So as a presider, you're always kind of like, that's just something you're supplying. So yep. this will be another... another. <laughs> it's going to get complex to so, be tracking these things. <laughs> exactly. Now, just the, so we're actually not odd to talk about. We're going to get to something more ex- <laughs> but. Do I don't you, know if it's more exciting. Heather and I were but. joking. Do, do you do you sharpie the missile? I mean, do you is it is it legitimate to like line out one or what do you do? You bless like the here? sharpie first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the publishers, many publishers, have actually uh, put out uh, adhesive pages oh. to go over that part in the same font, so it looks nice. Sure, sure. Um, before those were available, some people did very. Get, who has the best handwriting around here? <laughs> we'll see. And then other people just left them alone. So it sort of depends where you go. It's just oh, a ploy by it's the a USCCB local decision to get you to local buy more decisions. books. There we go. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> so uh, Ash Wednesday coming, this new prayer. But um, of course, we're also thinking about fast uh, prayer, almsgiving, and fasting. It's mm. fasting in particular that we wanted to visit with you a little bit about this morning. So why do we fast at Lent? How do we fast at Lent? What do you have for us, Father Scott? <laughs> and <Thanks>. go. And <laughs> go. <laughs> um, so my main thing, and my parishioners over 20 years will all affirm this immediately. They've, they've heard this before. That, you know, because it's always the question, like, oh, what are you giving up for Lent? Mm-hmm. Right. Great. Which is a great, that's a great Catholic uh, water cooler conversation. Love it. Uh, my urging for all our listeners is that, um, whatever your answer to that question is, answer a, f- uh, a different question first, which is, what is the grace that you want to ask from God? Mm. What is the spiritual good that you desire to receive more of? And then choose your voluntary penance, your, fast, your fasting, to be at the mm. service of seeking, knocking, and asking for that uh, spiritual good. So like what graces, what some, when I say that people are like, Oh, well, what's like a grace that I would ask for. And I'm not talking about, I mean, we can, it's also obviously beautiful to pray for other people and their needs, you know, families that are in difficulty, people are facing illness, unemployment, all the things that we pray for, for people in our lives and for the world. But what I'm specifically urging is a grace that you can ask for from God to help you in your relationship with God. Mm. Like, God, that I may have a whole new lived experience of your love for me. God, that I may be more aware of your presence with me throughout my day. God, that I may have strength to grow in patience or in generosity or in kindness. Or God, that I'd be set free from this sin in my life that's familiar, whatever it is. Uh, to have a spiritual good in mind and make sure that my uh, voluntary penance, my fasting is targeted, not targeted, is uh, linked to that uh, as a tangible reminder to ask for that grace. So the idea is, like for example, growing up and still today, I love drinking Coca-Cola. I drink a lot of it. Now I've moved to Diet Coke because I'm old and putting on weight. <laughs> And so uh, there's certain foods. So when I don't have a Coke around, especially with certain foods, like if I'm eating a burger or pizza, it needs a Coke. It needs a Coke. And when I reach for my Coke and there's water there, I'm like, why? 
where's mm-hmm. the Coke? <laughs> and it's a very tangible reminder to, oh, that's right. I'm giving up Coke so that I would ask God that I can be more generous, that his joy might fill my heart or whatever the grace is that I'm mm-hmm. asking for, for that day or that week or that season of Lent, whether whatever scale you want to work with. So a tangible reminder to seek an intangible good. And this is one of the geniuses of the church's uh, encouragement, and especially in certain seasons like Lent, to engage in fasting. So your example like there, it's it's like, because I, I had noticed earlier, you said not necessarily targeted, yeah. linked. So it may not be like, a, it's more of just, it could be just a reminder as opposed to something where you see an intrinsic connection. Right. Okay. But the key is, it's something that I'm going to notice. Yeah. That when I feel the pinch of whatever it is that I'm giving up, that I ha- that that happens regularly enough, and I remember like, oh yeah, when I feel that pinch, why am I doing that? Oh yeah, this is the thing I want to turn. It's an occasion, a, a very tangible reminder to turn my heart and mind to God, and once again ask for that gift or grace that I'm ask that I want to receive more of from Him. When, and why is it important to like that, that, this thing that you're specifically encouraging to be mm-hmm. using this as an opportunity to pray for a grace? <laughs> why? Why isn't the fasting enough? Giving up? Why isn't the giving up the coke, uh, if you will, enough? What's the what's the added benefit of asking? Right, because it's not a transactional thing. God stubbornly resists being treated in a transactional right. way. Like right. if I do all the right things, I put in the right coins and hit the right buttons, out comes the thing I yes. want. And in fact, I don't ever want to go to God so that something else. Right. Whatever I'm doing, and even when I'm asking things of God, which God commands me to do, Jesus commands me to seek, knock, and ask, the, the Our Father, the prayer that Jesus taught us is seven petitions. So of course we want to ask God for things. But whatever I'm asking God for, I want to ask him for these things so that I can be with him more. Because that's Ooh. the purpose of of our life is to be with him forever. Right. And I want everything in my life ordered to that more yes. and more, yes. more and more. Yes. And, um, so the, it's not a transactional thing. Like, Oh, if I do these things, God will um, pat me on the head and give me the lollipop of whatever grace I'm asking for. No, it's like God invites me to fast. Cause he knows how I'm put together. Cause he created me that this will help me to turn to him and be with him more, which is the greatest good in my life which is what God wants from me because he loves me. Amen. Wow. Well, folks, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Father Scott Trainer with the Diocese of Sioux Falls, and we're talking about Lent and fasting and why we should fast. So thinking about fasting, is it always connected to food or drink? No, it can be all sorts of things. Uh, any tan- uh, good that appeals <laughs> to our senses, right? So um, another, I would say, uh, second to asking God for or using your fasting as an occasion, a tangible reminder in your senses to seek a more intangible or spiritual good, which we just discussed. Uh, the second reason, uh, the great gift of fasting, I would say, is uh, the, the growth in self-mastery, mm. especially over our passions and our appetites, which can be unruly if you haven't noticed. <laughs> um, so it may be the case that I watched the Super Bowl on Sunday, and it may be the case that before I watched the Super Bowl, I was at Costco, and they had this like half-acre-sized bag of Doritos Maybe. available for three ninety nine. That might have happened. That might have happened. <laughs> now, it may also happen that when you have a little, hmm, I'd like a Dorito, that... If you have a half acre bag size of Doritos <laughs> that you just keep grabbing Doritos until you finally say, I got to get this bag out of physically out of my room. I need something to wash this down. <laughs> Where's right. my it, Coke? That, that's an unruly appetite, brother. That's what that <laughs> is. Amen, brother. Father, and father, that, is not, that is not a moment of self-mastery. Yeah. So 
I'll speak as a man. What I will tell you is that over the years, my experiences with fasting have really, maybe we can talk more about this on the other side of the break, but have leaned into this invitation to growing self-mastery. There is such joy and freedom to know that, yeah, of course I have my passions and I have my appetites, but they don't rule me. I rule them. And fasting is a great way to grow in that uh, profound, integrated self-mastery that God desires for each one of us. Amen. Amen. So stay tuned. We will talk more about that after break. We're visiting right now this morning with Father Scott Trainer about fasting, uh, looking to um, Ash Wednesday and Lent coming next week. But it's always good to talk about fasting. So stay tuned for more. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Heather Carroll. And we will see you right after the break. We have all lost someone to the reality of death, some more tragic than others. I'm Father Chris Alar. While grieving is a natural process, it helps if you know how to navigate your way through it. As my friend Sammy Wood says, you can never get over a tragic loss, but you can get through it. Come to know the stages of grief, which are acute, integrated, and complicated grief. Seek help whenever needed, either from a friend or especially from medical professionals. There is no shame in asking for help. Remember, Jesus accepted the help of his followers while bearing the weight of the cross on his way to Calvary. Don't go it alone. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. For more than 20 years, the University of Mary has watched students thrive through affordable, flexible, and formative online education programs. Now, we are delighted to announce the expansion of these offerings with the robust portfolio of advanced education options created intentionally for the Catholic working professional. Our programs offer accelerated formats with classes beginning every five weeks throughout the year and the potential for a return on your investment in the very first year. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we're broadcasting today from the Pastoral Center in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And we're talking with Father Scott Trainer. Thank you, Father, for joining us. It's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I don't know if I can trust either. Why of you. are you laughing? Why, I mean, he, he said it's great to be here, and you laugh like, "Ha, ah, that's funny." <laughs> Father's hurt right now. See what you did, Heather? <laughs> I can see. So, if you missed it, Father Scott Trainer is Dr. Chris Bergwald's boss. So, I feel really uncomfortable right now. <laughs> Why? Do we appear comfortable? Do we? Yeah, we're comfortable. You should be comfortable, too. Oh, boy. No, but we've been talking about fasting. Yes. Mm. Where did we leave off, sir? Integration of self. Uh, Doritos. Uh, 
<laughs> Pretty much. Tell us again about the bag of Doritos. <laughs> How big was it? <laughs> half acre, I half think. How figure, much is said. left? <laughs> Did you bring any with you? <laughs> they are in the front seat of my car. Uh, quite a bit of it. <clears throat> so, it, no, the joy of self-mastery, right? right? And mm-hmm. this is uh, a thing, because especially, so, of course, because of the fall, um, the f- uh, as a result of original sin, the heritage of original sin, uh, we have we experience disorder and disintegration in ourselves. Mm-hmm. But Jesus has come to knit back together to restore everything that was lost. So, when he is in Nazareth and he takes the scroll of the prophet Isaiah and he says, "I've come to proclaim good news to the poor, liberty to captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year of favor from the Lord." That year of favor from the Lord is the jubilee year in the Old Testament, where everything that has been lost or squandered is restored. Is restored. So Jesus wants to overcome. He has overcome, and he's at laboring in each one of us to overcome. All of this uh, disorder or disintegration that is a consequence of sin. And there is always joy, as we say, a greater yes to that saving work of Jesus. So um, there's just, uh, you know, grace builds on nature. And there's something when we are exercising our nature, we're we're trying to exercise the dominion of our reason and our freedom over the demands of our passions and appetites. As we grow in that freedom, and as you know, Dr. Burwell, virtue is uh, a habit of the soul to do the good with ease and joy. Yeah. So if I'm going through a time where like, oh, yeah, I really have to work at not swearing. Or I really have to work to be more patient or gentle. Okay. We know that for a period of time, that's a labor because my passions, uh, my, whatever it is, my anger, my impetuosity or whatever, my passions or my appetites might be leading me towards those patterns of behavior that I'm trying to overcome. But as I grow in that virtue and that self-mastery, actually, it's easy for me to be patient. It's easy for me to be gentle. It's easy for me to speak life-giving words and not negative or coarse words. And in fact, it's easy and it brings joy when I do it. Hmm. So it doesn't become, it's not just always like a, I just have to trudge through this. Right. So God, Jesus came that we might have life and life to the full. So he wants to restore us in that integrity of our being so that uh, our passions and our appetites, which God created in us and we need, right? If I'm dispassionate, if I'm apathetic, I won't do anything. Right. But the gift of temperance, the virtue of temperance is to order the energy of my passions and appetites for the service of the good which I know by prudence and I desire by justice and I desire perseveringly through uh, fortitude. Fortitude. Thank you. So, and I think this is a really key point, Father, because I think sometimes when people hear us talking about um, our passions, our desires and so on, mm-hmm. and we're not, we're talking about reordering or redirecting, not repressing. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they are goods. But yes. We're not trying to get rid of them in sort of some false stoicism. Mm-hmm. We're trying to order them properly. Oh. Amen. Yeah. So we don't have to throw away the Doritos? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's another question. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, uh, I'm just going to say, for me in my life, I need to throw need away to. the Doritos. Today, today they're gone. Because <laughs> I do not yet have the virtue of Dorito eating, <laughs> where I can just eat like Two. a serving of them, which right. is probably like, what, right. 12 chips or right. something? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not stopping it once ever. Anyway, so I need to throw out the Doritos because I'm still advancing that virtue. Uh, uh. But, um, yes, we're not negating 
the capacities that God created in us because he created us good. And in fact, the enemy, the devil, he can't create anything. Uh, evil is always a privation. Yeah. So all the enemy can do is to take those appetites and passions, which God created in us and twist them up in knots and redirect them to false objects. Yeah. And uh, that, um, you know, diabolos in Spanish means to throw asunder, like to throw to pieces. And uh, <laughs> that work of the enemy is actually aided and abetted in our advertising culture, right? Ooh. Because every advertisement that uh, is presented to you is aimed at your appetites and passions, making a false promise of fulfillment or happiness or freedom uh, by, hey, just buy this product or do this thing. And that will, that will do that. And of course it's a false promise that true freedom that like, so that's what I mean by being connected to false objects. So, uh, to have the season where we're invited to, uh, grow in self mastery through the spiritual practice of fasting, tying that exercise of fasting to a spiritual good, uh, entering into the joy and adventure of receiving God's grace to grow in integration and self mastery. It's a beautiful invitation. What a genius we have in our Catholic faith. Thanks be to God. Amen. 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 I, I was just sitting there as you were talking about this, you know, taking a different perspective on my entire Lenten journey and how much fuller it's going to be mm. and how richer yeah. it's going to be. It's a lot better than just Catholic calisthenics. Like, oh, I just do this because that's what we do. Right. We do a thing. I'm, so I'm reading. I'm going to do a reading and then I'm going to give up chips. You know, I mean, it just becomes so rich. There's so much more to be received yeah. in the understanding of the church. And so if people are at a place where like, well, it's just what I do. It's just a thing. Just know that there's an invitation to like have that good habit that mm -hmm. you're growing in uh, to have it be a much more significant and meaningful uh, practice of your to help you in your growing relationship with God. So I had always been taught that by um, doing things for Lent that you're supposed to suffer with God that you're supposed to join with Jesus in his suffering. Any thoughts on that perspective of it? Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> and do I, it in a minute. Uh, do it in a minute. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um, I, I think that gets twisted around a little bit sometimes. Because okay. especially when people, because people have plenty of suffering in their life without needing yes. to give up something. Amen. And it's very important to recognize that whatever I'm suffering, Jesus has suffered first and he has suffered more. Amen. So it is possible for me to be with Jesus. It's essential for me to receive the revelation of Jesus's compassionate presence with me in my suffering so that my suffering is in fact transfigured. Maybe come back another time. We'll talk about suffering, I think but so. uh, it's not like, Oh, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to suffer this thing so I can be like, no, there's a way of relating to God in the sufferings that are not chosen in my life that I don't control in my life. Uh, Jesus didn't control his suffering. He entered into our human condition and suffered all the consequences of sin without okay. though he himself was innocent from sin. So, um, hmm. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not big on like, Oh, my chosen, like, Oh, I'm going to give up my Coca-Cola and my Doritos is a way of participating in the passion of Christ. It seems so trivial. Um, yeah, and we don't need to go looking for those additional, because we all have plenty of sufferings in reality in our lives, sufferings that we are mysterious and we don't understand and we can't control, and there's something very important to be received in union with God. So that's where I land more on, hey, this is a tangible opportunity to seek the grace I need to grow in relationship with God, and uh, it's an invitation to grow in that true freedom and integration that Jesus came to give through his redeeming love. Wow, I'm going to have to have you back. It's just the way it always is. <laughs> <laughs> so
so, so recap, you just, you just recapped. Uh, you had started with, um, think about the grace that you desire mm-hmm. to grow in and sort of link that with whatever you're fasting with, like yeah. this Lent, right? Yep. And then also see this, this is not about me repressing my desires, my emotions, my affections. It's about me reordering them. Yep. Right. I love it. Great. Amen. Great. Father Thanks, Scott Father. Trainer, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. We'll have him back again. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that's the end of the show for us. So that means that tomorrow there's another one. So let's go to Eli up in Fargo. How was the banquet, Eli? Oh, it was fantastic. We had a great crowd. A um, lot of uh, lot of people really seem to be excited to be there. Great, great crowd, great speaker, good time. All right, so Fargo had its big banquet last night, and um, I'm sure all the staff is very tired today. <laughs> yes, yep, absolutely. That's they're, that's they're for sure. Um, and then scrumptious course, breakfasts. I know. I yes, it was it was delicious. It's always good when you can start out the day with bacon. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and then for our friends up in uh, the Duluth area, of course, we've got uh, the banquet coming up there next month. Um, that'll be uh, in the beginning part of March. You can find out more information about that at realpresenceradio.com. But there's another great Real Presence Live coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central. That'll be hosted by Tim Mosier. He'll be coming to you from our Fargo studios. He'll visit with Bishop David Kagan of the Diocese of Bismarck as he reflects on the North Dakota March for Life. Then Chris Haycraft and Chad Przoski will talk about walking with moms in need. Plus, hear what's on Tim's mind during his monologue. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That'll be tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Thanks, Eli. You don't get your own monologue. Don't look at me What's that the, way. I, <laughs> <laughs> what? Why does Tim what? get his own monologue? What? I have to talk to you. What's on his, the, the, the monologue of what's on his mind? It kind of goes together. It does. Yeah. This has been a great show. So, again, if people want to, we had Father Robert Wilbur talking about distractions, interruptions, and prayer in life. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talked about um, the idea of celebrating feasts to build up a culture Mm -hmm. um, of our faith. And then about the new prayer that priests can start praying, uh, or the tweak to prayer. Right. Um, And then Melinda talking about praying for your kids' friends. Yeah. And just ended with Father Scott talking about fasting. So... If you missed any of those amazing interviews, go to realpresenceradio.com. You can check out our podcasts later today whenever Eli gets them up. And you can also check them out on our free app that you can download and then listen to us anywhere. Take us in the car. So Real Presence Radio in the App Store, realpresenceradio.com online. We're, we try to stay consistent. There we go. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, thank you for letting us into your homes, cars, workplace, wherever you're at. And don't forget, there's more Real Presence Live tomorrow. Chris, it's been a pleasure. Heather, it was fun doing this with you again. All right. We'll do it again, I suppose. I suppose. But you're not getting a monologue. Okay. All right. <laughs> Have a great day, everyone. God bless God everybody. Bless. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.